This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 37 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with James Breeze from a very, very warm Bali. Hi, James. Morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Now, uh, some would say that you have uh, perfected the ideal lifestyle. Tell us, um, (laughs) I remember meeting you about five years ago in Sydney when you were very much in the business. Walk us through what's happened over the last five years since you've been, or you've been in EO a bit longer than that probably, but tell us a, yeah, a bit of a synopsis of what you've been up to. I've been in EO for about nine years and um, started out in Sydney and as part of the EO journey there, did a workshop with um, Cameron Herald uh, up in the beautiful Blue Mountains and wrote a three-year plan which uh, pushed my wife Kylie and I to... Uh, put some things in place and, uh, and, and achieve some of our goals, uh, manifest some of what we wanted to do. And um, we wrote that plan and uh, shared it with my forum and went over a couple of rounds of reviews with them and um, then, then shared it with everyone, including our staff at work. And when we uh, shared it with our staff, they cheered. We were fearful that they'd be worried about that we actually want to leave and go and live in Bali. Oh, sorry, live in Asia. They offered um, you a lift to the airport, did they? Oh, pretty much. Um, so then we, uh, we we literally, one of the parts of our plan was to go to, to Singapore and hang out for a month and see how it went. It went so damn well that we moved back nine days later um, when we got home. And we also just bought a house um, in Castle Craig in Sydney. And uh, we, we stayed in there for nine days uh, and then rented it out. So we got to Singapore and um, business uh, took off. It was very, very good. It was very easy to set up and grow for tax benefits. Um, but we didn't really like living there. So I ended up uh, on holiday in Bali up at about the six-month mark. And then um, literally in that next six months, I went to Bali 10 times and Kylie went 13 times. We ended up buying some land um, and then moving to Bali and figuring that if we could leave Sydney um, and, uh, and still have a business running, then we could leave Singapore and go to Bali and still have a business running. Now, we do have a lovely life and... Uh, we do have two businesses, one in Sydney and one in Singapore, but it's not always roses. Sydney's doing really, really well at the moment. Singapore is okay, a few bad months, but uh, we've, we've been head down in the business for the last few months and uh, it looks like it's coming good. But, you know, cash flow is not always uh, always the best thing if you're not always in the office, but um, we're getting through. <laughs> and so how do, you, um, how, how do you manage your staff? Is it... Do you still check in sort of weekly or daily or walk us through your sort of Uh, typical day of running um, or being involved with businesses in Singapore and Sydney, living in Bali? We we have um, in both businesses now good reporting and um, Kylie, who's my business partner, um, manages all all of that and the finance. So she is on it every day Um, and I have strategic sales they sort of calls with the staff fairly regularly. In fact, in Singapore, it's daily. In, in Sydney, it's not that much because uh, the guy Omri is running it is doing a really, really good job and doesn't actually need our help. So, um, yeah, it, it, to me, it's really about having the right people in place who act like they own the business, um, uh, you know, a small share. 
but um, they, they really have to act like that and you know the the, the numbers uh, tell the truth there. Mm. So for those uh, other EOs that are kind of looking to break free, how do you do it? Like, cause Just I, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs think that, uh, you know, their businesses are going to fall apart the moment they walk out the door. I've actually found the opposite. When I let go, they seem to go much better. Yeah, well, I, um, this has been now seven years that we haven't been in the Sydney business um, and it's now doing more revenue and profit than it's ever done. Um, and I have to say, when we first left, uh, we were to Singapore, we were shitting ourselves um, because we were so tied up in the business and we were so, uh, we thought it was all to do with us. Um, but it's not true if you have the right people and, and they love their job and they know what they're doing, the right processes are in place. Um, and yeah, it did. it's not always been good, it's been seven years, it's not always been fantastic, but it's always been profitable. Um, and I think the thing that really makes it work for us is that uh, when, or for me, me particularly, when I look at what I want to achieve in life, it's not being stressed, uh, having great experiences, having a great compassionate community around me, and making money is kind of a nice to have, but it's not my goal. Um, and if I can um, not be stressed and anxious and have those experiences, then making a little bit less profit is just fine. Because um, I was so sick of the day to day in Singapore and in um, Sydney, um, the routine was killing me. Uh, whereas here in, in Bali, my routine, and by the way, I travel a lot, so half the time I'm probably traveling, um, but mostly for the trips. But, um, and for business, of course. But, you know, my day here in Bali would be, I just actually just, you just called me, I just finished meditating. Um, and then when we're finished here, I'm going to do uh, some weights at the gym with my trainer. Um, following that, I'll probably do three hours of, of work emails and phone calls, and then have some lunch, maybe a massage, a few more emails and phone calls. Um, and yeah, then catch up with some friends, maybe sunset drinks at the beach. But the thing that, um, that I always do, and this always surprises my clients, is that I respond to emails any time of the day, 24 hours. Um, and so it does get a bit of a problem being on my phone all the time, but I will always respond straight away. So they don't even care that I'm not um, in the office in Sydney or in Singapore because they get a response straight away. Do you think it actually plays to your advantage, them knowing, or do they know that you're based in Bali? Uh, some do. Some of my long-term clients know and they think it's cool. Um, yeah. Most most people, um, I will just tell them I'm, I'm in the Singapore time zone. Um, <laughs> some people, <laughs> totally some corporate, get, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people get a bit weirded out, but um, but if, if, if I deliver what I promise and my staff are doing a good job, then what the way should they bother? You know, working remotely is, is much more common these days. Um, so I, mean, I do have a usability um, testing business and we do user experience research and design so uh, it is a little bit more hard to be away from the office because we have labs and people come in and watch the, the testing and participants come that we recruit from um, around the city um, but you know I'm still making it work even though we do have that sort of business. But, but as you say you've got the right staff in place in Sydney and so with those people in place it all runs by itself. 
to, yeah, a, to a degree. So oh, the yeah. day-to-day anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch upon is that, you know, you letting go of these businesses on a day-to-day basis, so to speak, like not physically being there, it's actually cre- – this has been my observation. It seems to have created some other opportunities for you over in Bali. So maybe walk us through some of the um, the property, if you're comfortable, some of the property stuff you've been able to, to do over there. Oh, yeah, Um We've we've had a couple of successes in in property when we were living in Singapore and traveling to Bali on holidays. Um, we were able to buy some land, um, sort of in the middle of Changu. Um, and actually, before we well, well, about a month after we moved to Bali from Singapore, we sold our land and um, doubled our, our our money very very quickly and easily. It was it, not to say that doing property in Bali is is quick and easy. We were very very lucky and happened to buy in a good place. Um, so then we. And for those who don't know, um, Chungu has sort of become, I guess, over the last five years has become, it, it keeps moving further out. So it sort of started in Kuta, I don't know, 30 years ago and then it went to yeah. Seminyak and then the people are going further and further west trying to get away from the traffic and now Chungu has become the super hotspot. Yeah, we're walking distance to the nightclubs now. So when we when we moved here, or when we bought the land here four years ago, um, yeah, we were a good scooter ride to the nightclubs. Well, not that we do that. I, I, I remember being <laughs> I remember being over there at the time. I'm like, why the hell has James bought this block of land in the middle of nowhere? And uh, when I was recently over there, I'm, I couldn't believe the amount of. I'm like, God, this location's amazing. You've got all these beach clubs and you know everything's at your fingertips now. That. If, if I look out the window over there, there's a road that currently got rice paddies on it, and my friends tells me that there's 32 shops going in the next year. So, <laughs> paradise, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Um, um, so so, so yeah, you bought so, the land four years ago, and and then what happened? So bought yeah. So we bought the land four years ago, and we sold the other property, um, and then spent 21 months building a five-bedroom retreat villa. Um, which is a beautiful, beautiful house, but it was a painful exercise um, trying to, to get the job done. Um, people don't necessarily follow the plans and um, lots of mistakes were made. Uh, and the outcome was good, but it wasn't easy. And I don't think we could have done it if we were living in Bali. It's yeah. not something that you could do like, like control. Um, I mean, you can buy a property and, uh, or lease, so everything is by lease. You can lease a property and um, have somebody run it as a, as a, you know, as a villa that's a holiday place. But, but building something, if you're not here, it's, it's almost impossible. You know, in a week, people can build entire walls down our driveway, which is about 50 metres long. Um, and you get here and you're like, that's not on the plan. <laughs> and they knock it down. I think it's still in the rice paddy next door, which has been sold to somebody else. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, you're going to try and um, do your own build. It's, you've got to be here, and uh, otherwise, it's just it's very, very difficult. Uh, you won't get what you want. Um, yeah, so it's it's been good for us when we're not here. We do rent that place out. Um, we certainly have had a few um, EO retreats here, and people coming to uh, enjoy our beautiful garden and yoga shala and massage ballet and that sort of thing. Um, we've actually got a, a, a forum from San Francisco so coming over the week after next to uh, do their retreat. So. All right. So what, what happens then? You just get out and 
go somewhere else. I, I, I'm in Sydney um, when when they're here. So when, when we are, when we do travel, we rent it out. And uh, then if, if we happen to be here and um, somebody rents it, then we've got some places that we stay which are cheap for us. So there's still a bit of profit in it. <laughs> and so, what sort of setup have you got with the house? Like, paint us sort of the lifestyle because the house, by the way, who for anyone who who hasn't seen it is incredibly impressive. It's uh, got a beautiful long uh, 50 metre driveway coming in with bamboo trees um, shading you all the way down and then it's like uh, if anyone's read Uno's Garden uh, which is a child's book it reminds me a little bit of that it's just this tropical paradise with an amazing pool and um, yeah so it's it's what, what what I'm curious about is like if you were to do something uh, like that in Sydney like on a on a factor of um, how much longer it would, like, sorry, the cost that it would it would be. Hang on, I'll just get rid of this. I should have had the phone on silent. Um, yeah, like would it be I don't know five times as much to do something in Sydney because I mean it's a, a it's about two thousand square meters the land and then yeah two thousand square meters. Um, the bill was about one point. Uh, the build and all the fit out was about one point three million Australian. Yeah. Um, and we get about a thousand to twelve hundred bucks Australian a night for the place. Um, yeah. So if we're not here. We can be getting a good return. Of course, we've got a thirty year lease, which means that um, it's not it's not going to well it is growing in value, but as time goes on, people are less less likely to want to buy it. Yeah. Um, they can extend, but they've got to extend at the price that uh, the owner wants at the time. And uh, we're more than double. Um, the, the value is more than doubled in the last four years. Um, so, so you didn't you didn't put on any options when you originally leased the land. I mean, 30, look, in thirty no, years' time, 30 you'll years, be yeah. you'll be, I'm guessing, about 70, 70 or yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you may not want to live in Bali at that point. No, prob- oh. I probably will want to live here, but you know, I, 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 have, to go sur- I have to go surfing every day. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we we sort of look at it as something that we can make money out of um, straight away, and yeah. you know, it's not going to take a long time to pay it back if we're not here. Um, we have thought about leaving Bali and renting out more, or or actually building another um, little little villa on the side of our place which, which we probably will do we've got the plans done and then we can live here if there's um, people staying and they won't see us because we will we'll be hidden um, but in terms of um, in terms of you asked the question before about running the place um, if, if it is in full swing and we've got 10 guests we've actually got seven staff um, that are full-time Monday to Saturday and they don't live here, they live uh, back in their own village, they're all locals. It's good to keep the locals happy by employing them um, and, you know, spreading the love within the community. Uh, but we've got three security guards, a couple of um, cleaners and people who do breakfast. Um, we've got a gardener and a full-time manager and driver and he's actually um, the director, our director on our um, business which we've just set up so that we can put um, everything through the house legally. Because you've, um, you've got to have a local partner to some uh, degree? If, or? If, you're rent, if you're leasing the land, you have to have a local nominee and they actually own it, which is a little bit risky. Mm. Most of the time it's okay. And if, but if you set up a company, you just have a director and they don't have any rights. Um, so but yeah, I mean the lifestyle, the lifestyle you've created for let's call it one and a half million is like 
unattainable for most in Sydney. Yeah. I, I, I would yeah. say, you know, like a beautiful villa, tropical gardens, 2,000 square metres of land, a stone's throw from surf beaches and cafes and everything. It's just very and hard. Someone to, to take, and someone to take over when you're on Sunday school. So I have to deal with traffic. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can, you can, um, you can definitely see the appeal <clears throat> of why you would want to live in Bali. Yeah, sure. You can't get a loan to get uh, get the property, but if you got the cash, then it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So you've got a, I guess, a new um, initiative happening in Bali for EO. Yeah, lucky I, I had a surf with you last week, so you know <laughs> what, what the questions are. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, uh, I'm, founded the um, EO Bali chapter um, and so I'm president and uh, it's not fully ratified yet because, oh I, di- I didn't know I didn't know that that you that's a that's a development so you you have been nominated to well, be the president yeah well that he yeah, nominated me because I did all the work yeah yeah well that <laughs> um, makes sense so we're setting up we're setting up a board at the moment um, it's not fully ratified. It's not going to happen until the 1st of January because any elapsed members like my wife, Carly, um, don't have to pay their sign-up dues after the 1st of January, so we'll just wait until then. But um, we had an event here a couple of weeks ago and um, we had 33 people turned up for potentials existing elapsed members. Uh, and we've got a, an agreement and almost all of them signed up um, and given the credit card details of, of 21 people to start the chapter. Um, I was a bit reticent to do it because everyone in Bali travels all the time um, and, you know, I didn't think that everyone would be that keen, but uh, it turns out there's nothing else here for, you know, type of entrepreneurs, there's no, no uh, networking groups and uh, the community is reasonably small, quite a few people who are at the party knew each other. Uh, mm. We've got a couple of nightclub owners and things as well, which is going to make it fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do bi-monthly forums instead of monthly. Um, but I think the events are going to be absolutely yeah, next, insane. Ne- next level, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone knows uh, Tropicola or La Brisa, uh, we got both the, both of the owners of those uh, have signed up. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, La Brisa <laughs> will be particularly um, handy for you, given that it's just the stones from from your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the the members that are potentially joining this Bali chapter are they? You know what walks of life are they? Sort of people like yourself that have got um, have they got local business interests or are they their interest business interests back home and they're they're expatting in Bali? Um, well, there's probably half and half. I'd say there's a few uh, obviously property developers, um, some people doing work in Florence, some in Lombok, um, and some in Bali. Then I've, we've got retreat. Um, owners Janine Hall's from Auckland. She was in here there, and um, so we've got uh, retreat owners. We've got Ina, Ina um, from Spring Spa, um, who's also from Auckland, um, and then we've got other expats who've got uh, a tequila brand. Aiden. We've got um, people with online businesses who are running out of um, Shanghai. A guy who does um, Christmas tree lights in Shanghai. He's moved to Bali. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a guy who teaches meditation at Five Grand Scale. We've also got a few other um, businesses in uh, in Dubai. That's what I eat. And um, yeah, there's a guy who does swimming pool pumps um, at quite a grand scale. Um, yeah, so there's one finance guy. So there's a, there's a bit of a broad spectrum. Oh, that that sounds. Some people, people thought it would just be uh, 
those in hospitality, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it, it's the common thread is that you're living away from your uh, country of birth and you're in Bali and sounds like an amazing group of people to, you know, be in forum with and have events and all of that. Yeah, what I like about Bali is that you've got to engineer your life to be here. So, and it's not always easy being here or, or running whatever you're running, whether it's here or overseas. So, um, the people are pretty interesting, eclectic bunch um, with with a with a drive and a, and, a, and, a, and a and a vision, I think, for, for what they want to achieve in life. Most of them have got kids, and um, there's six international schools in Bali, um, and so you can get. I'd say very good schooling. Um, where Ben goes is uh, registered on the IB program, so it's totally fine. Um, yeah, but, but the people are super cool, and with the chapter, we're making it a much more conscious chapter than um, certainly what I experienced in in some other places in you know the events that I've been to. Um, obviously, Bali draws a lot of. Um, spiritual type people and those coming to do yoga and meditation and, and learn more about themselves. So we want to try to do that in the chapter and not just be about making money, like I said, but uh, certainly be about experiences and, and community and, um, and and learning about oneself and, and helping, um, you know, save the planet and helping people who are, who are in need as well. So yeah, that's a little bit different, different take. Sounds absolutely amazing and, and global, EO of got right behind you yeah oh yeah they've thrown quite a little bit of cash at the first party and uh if we, <laughs> what, now that we've now that we've probably if everyone signs their forms very soon we'll have 16 members which means that we'll be able to get funding from global and from um and from um, um regional as well so so yeah and in bali in august next year there's a women of eo event um and also a global leadership event uh back to back um, they wanted to have it set up by June, but I think we have it set up by mid mid January. Yep, and I mean, and then look, the other great thing is that people are always coming. You know, everyone, a lot of people like going to Bali, so a lot of EOs, so it will mm. be amazing. I, I'm, I would imagine having that structure in place that it's just going to attract more people in and more connections and. Uh, grow the family, yeah. you know. So yeah, so so anybody in Sydney there who knows me, you're welcome to come and stay, um, come and hang out. If if you're uh, in Bali, please let me know, and don't just go and book and stay in Nusa Dua or um, somewhere over that way because Sanua. it's much more fun. To, yeah, Sanua, yeah, there's much more fun to be had over here. Um, what we're going to do with the uh, I think, um, is actually have somebody who's responsible for. Um, helping people when they come so that they can get the right deals and they can find the right yoga instructors, do the right ball drive, try to, you know, have the right dinners and lunches and things so that um, maybe we can get some deals going. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think that's actually going to be um, one of the jobs for one of the board members. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, one of the guys in my forum was recently in Bali and he was saying that he got a – they were staying in Seminyak and he got a police escort over to um, Uluwatu and, like, Oh, how did you do that? He said, oh, I just paid for it. So <laughs> all that local knowledge, you know, I think um, is amazing if you uh, yeah, if you definitely. can tap into tap into all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, James. Well, look, I've got just five quick questions to ask you before we wrap up. Uh, okay. First question is how old are you? 45. 45. And then what do you like to do to keep fit? 
I like going surfing and uh, I like working out. My personal instructor just arrived actually. All right, we better be quick. Uh, how many hours <laughs> sleep are you getting every night? Uh, last night would have been eight. Good man. And yeah. um, do you have any personal goals you're looking to achieve in the next 12 months? In the next 12 months, I want to get this EO chapter humming. Yep. And, uh, and, and hand over something that is fantastic and ready for the next incoming president to yep. take over, which is really. Um, and I'm also doing a lot of work on my, currently on my, my purpose in life, um, lots of meditation and uh, self-insight work. So maybe solidifying some of those things and starting um, really strongly in a new fintech business that uh, I've um, started working on and built a proof of concept with, with a friend of mine in Sydney. So I'm just going to get a bank up the line and then we'll be good with that. Excellent. And then last question, if you could be remembered for one thing in business, uh, what's, in other words, what's your legacy? What's your legacy, do you think, around business? Being known for doing it differently yep. and not, not following the rules because, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> Fantastic. So if people want to connect with you, James, how's the best way to uh, find you? Um, I'm James Breeze on most things. Uh, J-A-M-E-S-B-R-E-Z-E um, on Instagram or you can... Uh, Skype, Facebook, uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah. that sort of thing, yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, James, thanks so much for your time today. No worries, mate. We'll see you soon in Bali. See ya. See ya.